If you're dreaming, God is speaking. And what better way to learn to interpret your dreams than the Breathing Underwater membership? This is a monthly subscription mentorship where you will have access to monthly live Zoom calls where we do live interpretations and learn to hone our skills together in community. You will also have access to a private Facebook group with weekly video teachings, and there's more. You will also have a one-on-one 60-minute coaching call with me every month, and all for less than the price of a single coaching session. Because it is my heart to walk alongside you and see you grow into all that God has for you. So sign up today, join the community. We would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. How many of you are really looking forward to the free webinar on the 22nd? I am, I am, I am. I have both of my hands raised right here. Me, me, you can't see them. But I am so looking forward to this. I have had a much larger response than I was expecting. So I'm just making more space. So if you want to come and be a part of this, please sign up. It is going to be such a good time. Come all who are thirsty. Come to the waters. That's what I just keep feeling. Today we have episode 19 of Breathing Underwater. If this is your first time joining us, you are so welcome here. We are glad you're on this journey. The number 19 is a really interesting number. There's not a whole lot about it in scripture, actually. And most of the sources that I usually reference kind of agree that most commonly 19 is going to be interpreted as 10 plus 9, which is something along, along the lines of complete fruitfulness or the complete judgment of God. There's some sort of idea of fullness and completeness to it. I also love to look up what the number in the Strong's Concordance is. And the Greek number 19 in Strong's Concordance means goodness, means inherent goodness. So I thought I would bring those different definitions to you today and let you decide which one fits with how God is speaking to you through 19. And if you have a different interpretation for 19, I am all ears. Please send me an email or find me on social media and let me know how God is using 19 to speak to you. Today we have a live interpretation. I know you're so excited. So am I. They're my favorite. And as always, I find that just getting to know these beautiful guests and their rich histories with God and with dreams, that it's always really a blessing to just hear hear their stories and to hear what they've been through. And there's so much to receive. Today is no exception. My friend Anna is just a deep, deep well of intimacy and seasoned relationship with God. So get ready to receive without further ado. Here is my friend Anna. Well, hello, everybody. This is Margo here. I have a guest with me today. Yay. Is this our first international guest? I'm actually thinking it might be at this very moment. Anna, you get to be our first international. (laughs) This is Anna Wilkes. She is a friend of mine. We met five years ago in a dance. um, 
what was it called? Was it an apprenticeship? Was it a dance apprenticeship? What was the actual like, name for that? I don't know, like a beginner ballet class or something. Good church. Was it just in the ballet class? I thought we did that because oh. I did the dance um, intensive. That's what it was. Did you do the dance intensive? Oh, no, no, stop. <laughs> I have you lumped into that whole thing, but you were in one of my ballet classes. Oh yeah. yeah. With Gretchen. She was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, Anna lives in New Zealand and I have not seen her for five years, not in face-to-face real life, but over Zoom. She is a dreamer and I just really felt like it would be a gift to invite her on today to draw revelation out of what God has shown her and a gift for you to just hear her lovely voice and a little bit of her story. So Anna, welcome, welcome, welcome. Feel free now to introduce yourself. I'd love to hear a little about your dream history, whatever you'd like to say. Yeah, so um, I have been a dreamer my whole life. Um, I think quite common for people who dream is I did have like nightmares as a kid. Mm -hmm. There was just a lot of activity around that time. Um, And I would have a lot of like encounters where like something, I would dream something and then it would happen. And I'd be like, oh, that's funny. I knew that was going to happen or like didn't even know it would happen. But I was like, oh, yeah, I did have a dream that happened. Um, So I think like probably grew up without really knowing how to interpret a lot of the time. But sometimes I think with a dream, you grow up and you just know something. So like you wake up and I was like, I wouldn't necessarily have a full interpretation, but I'd be like, oh, this is going to happen, isn't it? And it would. Wow. So you just had a knowing yeah I'm a big knower and I think people have been like oh if you're dreaming you should or like you're in a season of dreaming and I'm like no that season is my life (laughs) you should write down your dreams I'm like no like I have piles of dream books and I just read through and I'll be like oh I forgot about this and it's sometimes like reading through it feels like going through a book of prophecy like later on I'm like oh I didn't know that at the time but wow so you have, do you have specific like journals just for your dreams? Is that what you say when you mean yeah. dream books? Yeah. Like I literally have a book just for dreams that I write in when I wake up. I love this. Yeah. So when, when, when would you say that you actually started to go, I want to be a little more intentional to actually sit and try and interpret has, have you had that season? Is that how you feel now? Or are you still kind of like, well, I dream and then it either happens or. Yeah, I think probably started like just talking about it with people or like, I guess, consulting with people that I respected. I'm definitely someone who I guess like the funny person in a conversation who's like, oh, I had this dream last night. And there was, you know, and it's like this like wild thing and people are always like, that is so random, but it's funny, you know? Um, So I'm often that person, but I often like, I think I probably started with like dream dictionaries and things, but it's easy to kind of I don't know, you can miss the Lord and be like, oh, well, this says that's that, and that's not actually what it is. Wow. And I remember um, I actually had a dream a few years ago, which I'll just say quickly, like there was like this dinosaur and I was really scared of it. And I talked to people and they were like, oh, is there something off? And I was like, no. And everyone I talked to, and I was like, oh, I don't really know. And then, and this hasn't really happened to me since, but the Lord stopped me like a few weeks afterwards and he was like oh the dinosaur is actually your greatness and you're afraid of it but in the dream I was like why is no one doing anything like why aren't they stopping it and people were like could see the little dinosaur and the dinosaur was me and they just weren't afraid of it he's like you're afraid of your greatness I'm not afraid of it people around you aren't afraid of it and I was like oh wow and you know like yeah 
so I think it's just it's humbling because it draws you to intimacy and mm-hmm. you can't like I just can't be like oh it's this symbol it's that or like this number means that definitely like I'm like sometimes it does exactly but, yeah exactly Anna that's one thing I love about you and I remember this when we were like more in person together is this I guess a humility and just a hunger in your relationship with the father. You've just got this beautiful kind of reliance, I think, on God, on the father, which is how we're meant to roll. But I'm even hearing that right now in your relationship with him through dreams, where you are a very prolific dreamer. You have books filled with dreams, but you've learned through this journey that, that it is all about intimacy and relationship. And as soon as we think, oh, this, this is the symbol every time. No, it's not. And I think he loves to keep us guessing because he loves to draw us in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes when I have like, not just, just not asked enough questions is probably just been why I haven't got the interpretation. Like I kind of just want the Lord to like deliver it to me or I'll even wake up and I'll have the knowing and I'll be like, oh, so this, and there's probably like a bunch of other things in the dream that I haven't asked about. And I'm like, oh, like, I mean, that was my invitation for intimacy and for knowing him. If I actually want to go there and like pay the cost for that. Tell me about pay the cost. What does that look like? I think, I mean, it's, yeah, it costs to live a life where like, you know, you're able to receive that and to try and like keep, keep yourself pure and then like there are things I don't know like I would say I'm a a sensitive person and I'm like I can't watch scary films I often can't listen to secular music and I don't think it's always like that or like that's the like the black and white rule for everyone but like I think sometimes you can talk about your dreams and so I could stand on a stage and give you like a word about my like really powerful dream and people will be like that's so cool that you get dreams like that and I'm like I don't think you realize like the kind of what I do to try and like it's not like I've facilitated the whole thing but I'm aware that like what I put into myself is going to really affect it um and I'm like oh I have to like I'm like I was talking to someone last night and they said something that scared me and then someone was like oh I actually think that's really common it's not a big deal and I was like oh that's probably because I've actually sheltered myself from that like it wasn't actually that big of a deal I've just tried to like um I guess I'm like yeah I have a gift of sensitivity some people don't see it as that but that means like I try and nurture that and just know what that looks like for me and I mean ideally I think even like I know there are um you know well-known preachers that would teach this but like spending time with the Lord before bed it's like to really like activate your spirit and I think the intimacy that you have in the daytime is like really revealed in the nighttime yeah it's interesting as well I've been around people who are like oh it's so interesting that you dream I don't really dream and I was like huh and the more I talk to them about dreaming they're like oh no I had a dream and I'm like oh yeah so there's actually like an impartation from us just like talking about this there absolutely is and I think I have a huge value for it as well which is probably part of it like I don't I joke about the funny things that happen in dream but often like I'm like I'm like oh this is funny and I'll tell people but I'm often like oh no that was too random to not like I just couldn't have imagined that so what is that about 
Yes. And it intrigues my creativity. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Uh, plays to my strengths, but also, yeah, I'm like, oh, no, I there's something in there, even if it's delivered in very odd language. Well, and I have found that God's language is often very odd. Once we actually decipher it, it's plain, but the oddness of it can be a barrier. And, yeah. and I would even say a part of the cost to override this doubt-ridden fleshly mind that we have sometimes when something just feels offensive or bizarre or too weird where we can almost, I would say, get into a, a prideful space internally of like, Ugh, that was weird. That was nothing. That was probably, I'm just going to go ahead and judge and decide that was nothing. But when I actually, like you're saying, have this value for dreams where even with something kind of pricks me or it <laughs> offends a part of me, when I can actually focus on that childlikeness of curiosity and open-mindedness and softness towards God to be like, no, I want to actually discover what this is. Even if it isn't anything, I want to be open to the fact that it is. Yeah. Almost every time it's him. Almost every time. And I would say that at least personally for me, and I don't know if this is a part of what you meant, but that's kind of a part of the cost is to, to actually press in and to see yeah. and to spend the time when it would be easier to just put it aside and go fill yeah. your time with something else. Yeah. And I think sometimes the temptation is to be like, Google, what is plant this mean in dream, you know, and then be like, this is what it means. And like, go on with my day. And it's just not like that. And I think, um, I don't know, like it moves me. Sometimes I just think that like dreams are like love letters from God in the night, you know, and it's like so tender that he would come to you individually and speak your love language and wrap it up in symbols that mean things to you that might not mean something to anyone else. Yeah. Um, like the amount of times that I've been like processing really painful things and God has brought something to memory that was actually like a great like resource of strength or like that I hadn't thought about. And I've woken up like crying, like just the idea that he would be that kind and that intentional is just so moving. I just keep, um, thinking about this and, and we can move on after this, but I feel like yeah. you really, you know, Anna, the prophetess in the new Testament, I'm sure you probably know about her because you have namesake, but I feel like there's a real similarity between the two of you in your commitment to spending your life in the, in the temple oh. and spending your time in intimacy with God when the rest of the world is out doing other things. Um, and that you actually will recognize the Lord in something when others miss it. And just for those of you who don't know the story of Anna in the New Testament, I would, I would go take, take a gander. There's not a lot that it says about her, but they bring Jesus to the temple and she's there as a baby and she's there. And it says that she was married for seven years and then her husband died and she spent the rest of her life in the temple in prayer and intercession and connection and worshiping God. And they walk into the temple and sh the minute she sees the baby, she's like, I know who this is. And I just I keep feeling that from you, Anna, just this, uh, this closeness that you have fought for with God, fought to keep your relationship holy and set apart when it would have been easy for it to not. 
to not do that. So I just wanted to say that because I, I just feel like it's an honor for you to share any part of your life and journey. And especially to bring a dream to us is really just a gift for us. So if you're ready, you feel ready? Is there anything else you want to say? Um, I think this is funny hearing you talk about Anna because my parents named me after her. Um, and wow. I ended up doing a prayer school um, in Amsterdam where, you know, the teaching was like that house of prayer model was all about um, Anna and worship. And yeah. even like the first evangelist in scripture was someone who saw Jesus in the temple and recognized and then like went out telling people um, straight away. And I think I used to read that story and I was like, cool, like I was named after a widow wow yes. you know like I was like like an old woman widow and I was like that's not and then I do the school and they're just like man the calling of this lady and then I just think when you have reverence for the Lord you're like what a privilege what a privilege that he would choose me to to know him like that and to serve him like that um and of course if I saw him I would want to tell people about him I would want to be with him you know, I would want to worship him. Um, and even if that looks different to like my life and the world and like things that I could go after, like what a privilege. And that's a part of where the cost is too, which I, I was hearing you say, like it's it's a cost to say, no, I can't go see that movie with my friends. It's a cost to to hold myself to this different standard when people don't understand it because you are keeping sacred your temple and protecting your intimacy with him. It's beautiful, yeah. Anna. That's so cool that your parents named you after it. I'm like, this, this is so present in the spirit right now. I have to say this to her. And it might seem obvious because her name is Anna, but it, it's not just the name. I can feel the whole, yeah, the call. And I can feel the weight in the spirit and the energy and the importance of who you are and what God is doing in you and through you. Yeah. I get really moved talking about him. Eh? It's really hard to not hold it together. It's okay. Please don't. I know me too. I love it. I just love it. This is what we're here to do. We're here to talk about him. Yeah. Because our dreams are just his voice and his energy anyway. And that's really all we want. So this is exactly what I want to do. Thank you for the honor of bringing you and your voice and your history into this podcast, I can feel the impartation that's happening even at the moment. So we will get to your dream, <laughs> but anytime you need to pause and just wait or listen, or please feel free to do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we did talk a little bit about a couple dreams. We were trying to discern which one we felt was the one and we decided on one, although neither of us really has the full interpretation. Um, you said God has spoken to you a little bit about it, which you can share after you share the dream with us if you want to, or we can just kind of see what happens and you can share when you feel led. So why don't you go ahead and read the dream to us? I'll have you um, give the date if you have it, the date recorded as well. And then if there was a title that you would give it, what would the title be? Cool. So um, I it was the 1st of June. 2023 so this year um I called it giving birth after eating gluten <laughs> um, 
Uh, this is often what happens to me in a dream. I put like, I dreamt I was somewhere random because I just didn't recognize it. It was bright, it was modern, and maybe there had been a wedding. So it reminded me um, of like a wedding celebration that I had been up for a friend earlier in the year. Mm. And they were bringing out the wedding cake and I was eating this really decadent um, chocolate cake. And I was like, oh, it'll be gluten-free and I'm gluten-free in real life. So I'm like, cool, cool, that's great. And um it was a guy who I recognized, a prophetic guy from like a life group I was in years ago who served at like very minor role, but haven't thought about him in years. And then I was actually realizing like it was like I kind of checked with someone. I was like, oh, is it gluten free? And they were like, oh, no, it's not. There's actually like if you come into the kitchen, we've got like some slices for people who are gluten free. And I was like, oh, because I just ate this beautiful cake um and then the scene <laughs> changes completely and I'm just in labor um so I'm like leaning back on this kind of couch thing there's someone who's probably the dad off to the side there's a lady who's probably the midwife helping me and um yeah I think I was just like leaning back and I knew that I was 11 centimeters dilated and um, maybe the ba- the baby's head was coming out, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I couldn't like name the people who were helping or anything, but they were there. And then the scene changes again, completely. Someone who, again, who I can't name, don't remember, um, was like, oh, do you remember Rodney Hogue, um, who was like a speaker that I'd like, met and passing on a ministry trip and I was like yeah and then I was like outside it was sunny and he was there with his daughter-in-law who's a worship leader and um yeah he was just talking it was kind of like we were in um like there was some grass people were like sitting listening to him talk and I was just kind of seeing it happen in the third person and um yeah then I woke up so it was three parts Cake, decadent chocolate gluten cake (laughs) that you thought was (laughs) gluten-free. Middle section, just like straight into like the transition moment of giving birth. It's happening. And then the bookend was this time with Rodney where he was there with his daughter-in-law, who's a worship leader. You weren't really interacting. You were kind of observing that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you said that you would name this giving birth after eating gluten. That's the best. I love it so much. And you are gluten-free in real life because are, are do you have celiacs? Are you really allergic or you just, um, yeah, like that? not proper celiac, but I know enough like God, I think it was a few years ago when I was having symptoms and didn't know what they were. And then God was like, stop eating gluten. And all my symptoms just went away. And I was like, like I'd done the celiac test, but I was like, okay. Um, like it hadn't come up and I was like, thanks Lord for like helping save my health. Seriously. Okay. That's good context. <clears throat> You had mentioned that your friend had given you a little bit of interpretation. Do you want to share any of that? Do you want to share any of it that resonated with you that you think is really true? Or do you want to hold on to that? Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to share what she said. Um, sure. I think I think dreams can just be so multi-layered. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was like someone like what we got today and then what Absolutely. she said. So she kind of said the wedding cake. And I mean, she is someone that I really respect in the prophetic as well. So it wasn't just like anyone 
um she was like oh it's probably like the wedding cake of the lord so it's like the feast of the wedding feast of the lord it's an invitation for intimacy and then there's like a birthing of you that's happening like you becoming who you are and because I talked about um like I've seen 11 11 everywhere for like mm. two years and I was kind of like okay so that's a transition and then I think I thought it was like a physical transition into like another place when actually it was like when I asked the Lord he was like wake up it's time it's that whole like Lazarus get out of the grave kind of thing um and that seems like Lazarus is me um and then <laughs> she said that Rodney Hogue has like a deliverance ministry so she and she kind of highlighted that it was outside the falls of the church and I was like oh yeah true like I have actually um and I guess there's also that like calling that I feel to worship um and his daughter-in-law and I was like because I've had dreams that are inside the church you know um which is quite specific context so it's interesting that it was somewhere that I didn't recognize but it was outside yes I love it. And him being a, uh, having a deliverance ministry, does that resonate with you personally? Yeah. I mean, I am really interested in deliverance. Like I wouldn't be like, I'm an expert, but like I have, um, been given some training in it and had moments where like I've met people and I'm being like oh this is an issue from it's something to do with your mom isn't it and then being like oh why do I know that I'm probably supposed to like talk to this person or um so like the idea of growing in that like is like yeah I would I would love that mm-hmm. okay and then you had also mentioned that God had God had given you a little bit already for this dream do you want to share that or do you want to hold on to it so the day I had that dream, I was fasting actually. And then I was going to go out and then God was like, like I was leaving the house and God was like, oh, you should have lunch. And I was like, okay, so I'm going out for lunch. I'll go here. And then he was like, no, go here. And I end up um, going to this cafe and I'm like, oh, this cookie looks great. I'm going to buy that. And it was a really, like, I didn't really think about what was happening. I was like, sure. I have to go out for lunch. Let's eat somewhere. If I'm fasting and you say not to fast, fine. I just buy this really dark chocolate cookie, which is kind of like the cake. And then I just feel like Holy Spirit kind of says something about like this, like dark sweetness Mm. that I'm going to experience. Well, because again, an interpretation like that's never happened to me, like where I've kind of like just been walking it out. Like it's been like a conversation sometimes, but I was like, well, it was literally like I walked into the interpretation that day. And this was June 1st. Yeah. So I have some thoughts right away. Um, but Holy Spirit, show us where to start. This definitely feels like a God dream. It feels even like a destiny dream to me. Would you say that that feels true? Yeah, I think I'm not actually as good at knowing types of dreams or I don't think like that. So yeah, yeah I'm thinking about that. But yeah, that makes sense. It feels yeah. significant. When you were talking, I was thinking about the decadence of this cake and how freely you were eating it and enjoying it, not knowing that, oh, this might like contain something that I'm not supposed to have. And I just kept thinking about the word of God. I kept thinking about the Lord actually increasing the revelation that he's giving you through this place of intimacy where it's about to go a lot deeper and a lot richer And in seasons past, you may have been protected from certain weight 
of revelation that you can actually tolerate now, you were actually supposed to have that piece of cake that didn't, that did have the gluten in it because in past seasons, what you weren't supposed to have now he's ushering in. It's time for the deeper things. Whew, I feel that wow. it's time for the deeper things. The fact that you were at a wedding or it felt like a wedding definitely felt connected to intimacy, which you and your friend both, both nailed. But I also believe this has to do with your calling. The fact that right after this, you were giving birth. I mean, we know that this is metaphor, right? Because you're birthing something new. Um, you're birthing a part of yourself, like your friend said, which I think is true. And I wonder if it actually has to do with your prophetic voice and specifically how, oh, you are meant to release what God has shown you. And that there's been a big incubation period. There's been a long incubation period. This, this pregnancy, when you were talking about, I don't know if this rings true, you'll have to tell me, felt like a long pregnancy, probably like a longer than normal pregnancy, not just a, like a nine month thing. It yeah. felt like it was a long awaited birthing. Yeah, actually, like, even when we talk about it, I'm like, I don't know why, but I just feel like the baby was quite big. Yeah. Woo. You know, when the head comes out, they call it, they call that crowning, right? Yeah. Oh. And, and I feel like it even has to do with um, a kind of a coronation as you're birthing this part of yourself or this part of your call. It's time to really release what you were called to release with your voice, which is the deeper, richer things. There's been a season of preparation and of you learning how to, to, like you said before, really protect your intimacy with him. And you can be trusted with this weighty stuff. And this is what you are actually called to release with your voice. And the crown to me, just the crowning of a baby when the head is coming out, that to me just feels like a coronation. Like there is this establishing of you as a daughter and you as a queen and you as, you know, royalty as his daughter, that even going into this next scene is this father figure, right? With his, with his daughter. And wow. when you mentioned his deliverance ministry, I actually just felt like thought of delivering a baby, you know, how actually the father's a part of the delivery of the baby and the timing of it because he knows he was there at the conception <laughs> and he's there the whole way through and he's a part of the delivery of the baby this is outside of the dream this piece isn't in the dream do you write music um not really like i am a writer and i sing Mm -hmm. so like yes and no but like I haven't really and sometimes like I've kind of woken up with like bits of song lyrics oh right in my mind or like there'll be like this like song and a tune and sometimes it makes sense and sometimes I'm like is this a real word I don't know and then sometimes I'll get like my voice recorder and I'm just like yeah 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 because I know that it's like this revelation coming and I'm like I don't know what it is yet I want to steward it so there's some it feels like there's like actually quite almost like a call of like music that's like ancestral or something like it wow. feels yeah yep and I think I don't talk about it that much I mean because I actually am not that experienced as a musician so it's one of those things where like I serve on a worship team but you know there are people who are like so skilled with the craft and I'm like I know the Lord I, I don't yeah I'm not like super musical mm -hmm. but God knows who you are 
and he knows what you're really called to do. And he knows what's inside of you that he's bringing out. This feels like a current movement. I mean, obviously you just had it in June and in the dream, you were very pregnant. Yeah, it's funny because I remember waking up and being like, oh, it's strange that I don't actually like fully birth the baby in the dream. Mm-hmm. Like I was in labor and I, to be fair, I had like a very like heightened sense of the spirit that week. And mm-hmm. I remember like even like being at church and having like actually a really weighty word delivered at church the following Sunday night. And then just kind of like feeling like I was still in that like prophetic labor thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, when you're not around people, I'm kind of familiar with that. Like, I was like, I just need to be really careful. Like, I'm kind of struggling to control myself in this moment. And it feels like I'm still kind of living in the momentum from the dream that I had like on Monday, on Sunday. And I was like, whoa. Um, so this dream, this one that you just mentioned, you were in uh, the momentum of that. Wow. When you said a weighty word, did you receive it or you gave it? Oh, no, it was um, literally the person who was teaching was just someone who has a heart that's like, oh, it's like, you know, how there's like the weightiness of the presence that comes when this lady is spoken when I've heard it before. And it was, you know, like, um, it's all about the beauty of Jesus and seeking him in his temple you know and so and that's not the kind of messages that are usually spoken on and I mean you know all the teaching was great but there was like a weightiness and I was like oh oh here it is um (laughs) so yeah it's it was an interesting kind (laughs) of coincidence not coincidence Uh uh-huh I oh my gosh, and the lady who was speaking was pregnant. Ah. There's that. I actually love that you bring this up because this happens to me quite often where I'll know a dream has come into the natural kind of timeline when there's some marker in the natural will, be, will happen and I'll go, oh, that's the dream. This is now. Sometimes I'll have an interpretation for the dream. I won't really understand the timing. I don't know when it's playing out. It might not be something that plays out. You know, sometimes it's just discernment. Sometimes it's to pray. But when I have a marker like you did, where that very day, he's like, time to eat. And then you had this decadent chocolate correlation when you had the cookie. That to me really sounds like what you just said, where it was like this confirmation of the prophetic process of that dream actually beginning in the natural realm. Wow. Yeah, because I often, to be fair, I honestly often like would hardly see things where I'm like, I feel like the Lord is on it, but like very rare for me to be like, this is confirmed like this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I wonder even if that's kind of a part of the new season of this deeper, weightier um, word of God that he's feeding you, that you're feasting on, that's actually yours too love and not be afraid of and ingest and know that it's actually going to just nourish you. And it's a part of what you're called to release is that, that deeper revelation. Do you feel like there's any more significance on Rodney? I think actually, I just feel, and this is kind of what you've said, I can feel the weightiness actually on his daughter-in-law and her worship gift. I think. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that. Hmm. I'm even thinking 
right now, this is just popping into my mind, like thinking about Daniel and how he and the other Jews, what's the word? Abstained, not sustained. They abstained from the food that Nebuchadnezzar was serving, right? And it was a part of how they'd set themselves apart. And I just even see in this dream, the the Lord actually led you to stop eating gluten. And now here's this dream where you're reintroducing it. And I wonder if it's even marking a season of where you've abstained and you've kept yourself really holy and set apart, like just like them in this kind of preparation time unto this birthing. Like it has been very intentional of God. Whoa, even being a part of setting you apart in preparation and and keeping your insides pure and spiritually, but also, you know, obviously literally, but spiritually, just like you were explaining at the very beginning of this podcast, they seem to correlate to me. You know, I just remember, I was like, oh, you know what? It's probably almost 11 years since I stopped (gasps) eating. No. Yeah. 11. (laughs) Wow. The 11. Won't go away. Whoa. All right. Well, I had to just look up the meaning of the name Rodney just because that's what I do. And I have this beautiful baby name book that I recommend everybody get. I'll put the link in the show notes to this because if you're a dreamer or you just like names and the meaning of names, you have to find this book. It always gives like the original language and then it gives a meaning and a spiritual connotation and a scripture to go with each name. So it just it's just enriched every time I look up a name other than just like, you know, Googling it or going to a different baby book. But this says that the name Rodney means joyful and the scripture associated with it. Get this Psalm 40 verse three. He has put a new song in my mouth. Whoa. Praise to our God. Many will see and fear and trust in the Lord. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and they will trust in the Lord. Yeah, that feels super confirming of the worship piece. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually um, Jewish through my mother's line. Hmm. And I think um, it's like, it feels like something that's coming to memory right now, like, is kind of like, I remember saying, like, I don't actually know heaps about what that is, and I'd love to know more, but like, hmm. someone being like, oh, it makes sense that you have, like, musical talents, like, that's hmm. very, like, Jewish people, and also, like, a prophetic man in a meeting stopping me, and he was like, oh, you have, like, a worship thing that's, like, gone through your ancestral line, and it's skipped people, and actually been released to you, um, from like way back and I was like yes God. we're just pausing just for those you are listening we're we're pausing because we're listening and we feel the weight of the Lord so Hmm. yes God I keep wanting to ask this question because a part of what I do when I'm helping people interpret or we're doing dream mapping is kind of to figure out where am I right now? And is there some way I'm supposed to partner with you? Is there actually um, like an application 
for this dream right now? Or is it to, to just sit with the revelation and trust you and wait on you? Like, what is it, God? And I keep thinking of what is, I want to know where you're at in that dream right now. Like maybe asking God, he doesn't have to speak to you right now. Maybe that would be homework. But if you sense anything, even now, where do you think you're at in this process? And where do, what do you feel like are next steps for you to take if there are any to be partnering with this? Yeah. Um, I feel like some of it actually is like a colder, like, mm. like that me and the Lord will talk about this thing where he's like, oh, like, you know what you carry, Anna. No one else knows what you carry. And you're the, actually the only one who's like responsible for releasing it. So you can like, almost like my dream that I said earlier, like you can hide if you want to, but like you and I know that there's so much like you're carrying. And so I think when it's like, you're like pushing out the thing that is actually you, um, there's like part of it's like, no one else is gonna be able to call me to do that, but me. And the Lord, you know, like it's going to be like listening to him and letting him lead me and believing what he says. Because sometimes you're stepping into territory, right? That the people around you have never seen you in. So unless mm. prophetically, like they're able to like be like, oh, I know that that's right. Like sometimes people will actually discourage you accidentally because it's not what they've seen before. Um, but it's also like the Lord will call you into what you haven't seen before or what other people haven't seen before. And you can only like go if you're following like with him and just being like, I hear your voice. I trust you. I'm going to lean into that. And so I can tell there's like, there's a stretch for me of being like, oh, that could be really uncomfortable. Like honestly, kind of like me honoring the Lord and the uncomfortableness of like maybe being mm. misunderstood in that or maybe being like, oh, this isn't the box that I've got you in. Being like, oh, well, I haven't, you know, like bringing yourself to the table fully. I think that even I'm just remembering the gluten thing again, like the box you've been in is, oh, I'll go eat the little mm. wrapped pieces in the kitchen. The Lord's mm. like, we're, no, we're outside of that. We're outside of that. Not yeah. we're in the gluten eating season <laughs> in the metaphorical, in the metaphorical way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think I was just thinking about the whole, like, yeah, like I'm not allowed to have gluten thing and like the sweetness of the Lord to invite you in to the thing that you think that you can't have, or is like, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that moves me you know like that's um that's there's so much you're like oh I never thought I was going to be able to have this like I thought this Ooh. would hurt me I thought this would cost me too much and then it's like the feast and you get to eat you know draws you in <laughs> like even if you don't want to pay the cost like you kind of just you like drawn in and you're like no I want this like I remember that it's worth it and it's what I want. Yeah. He knows the desire of your heart. I don't know what it is with desires, but sometimes we can feel afraid of those because we want them so much. It couldn't be that good. Couldn't be that true, right? Yeah. But he promises us those very things. And then there's a process. But he's the one to bring that to birth in right timing. And it sounds like you have been so faithful and you've allowed this thing to grow inside of you and you've let him 
help you tend to it and you've protected it and you've cared for yourself and you've set yourself apart in this. And now it's time to bring to birth and it's going to be the crowning, the crowning jewel. This may or may not be anything, but do you know the name of Rodney's daughter-in-law? Um, yeah, it was Lonnie, but I think it was spelled like L-A-N-N-E. I don't know if it's short for something. I don't know if it's like short for Leanne. Oh my word, Lord. What the heck? Okay. So Lonnie's not in my book, but Melanie is it. it Lonnie's like a short for Melanie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. That may or may not be her name, but it's, it was the only thing in there that had Lonnie on it. So I clicked it. <laughs> the spiritual connotation is child of God, but the inherent meaning is dark. I'm thinking of this dark, decadent. Uh-huh. That's insane. And the scripture that goes with it is, then you will know that I am the Lord. I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves. What? <laughs> we oh were talking about Lazarus. What? Whoa. Also, Lazarus, isn't that John 11? Yeah, it's 11, 11, I think. Oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm looking it up. It's John 11. And John 11, 11 is when he says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him. <laughs> Whoa. Well, and some people talk about Lazarus like a rebirth, you know, that, wow. that resurrection and rebirth, they're interchangeable meanings. Oh my gosh. See what happens when we stay in our, I mean, you are in this with me. I'm just saying this for the audience too. When we stay in our curiosity and we start to go after the details, even though we have the overarching, here's just this seemingly random girl who's a worship leader and her name means dark. And the scripture is that deep confirmation that we have got the interpretation for this. Wow. Oh. Oh man, Anna, I wish we had more time. I'm sorry we have to end it here. It's just so beautiful yeah. and so holy. I can just feel the weight. I can feel the weight. Yeah, I'm just like sitting stunned and feeling <laughs> yeah. the Lord. Like, oh. He knew what he wanted to do today. He really did. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, God. You know, I was just going to pray for you to seal this in, but I actually feel like you have so much that we need would you pray for us yeah lord we just thank you for um what you've released today god i thank you that um that there is more there is the deeper darker sweeter thing god which some of us have yet to taste we just thank you that um that you will release things to us when we're willing to follow God and I just pray um mm. oh that you would that you would bring people into alignment God that they would be able um that you would give them the courage and the audacity to continue following and seeking you for things but also that you would bring them into the right spot God with you 
to receive and hear from you on a deeper level, God, to know you, to know that you're worth it, to know that saying no to things um, costs, but you're worth it, Lord. Yeah, God, I just pray um, for an increase in prophetic for people who are hearing this, um, the prophetic encounters, I just feel like, yeah, like there's like a release of impartation. I feel like my life has actually been marked by outrageous prophetic encounters that sound like stories in the Bible. And I just, mm. yeah, I just feel like there is a release on prophetic encounters and alignments and finding the Lord in places and feeling heaven open in spaces god we just say yes and we we just thank you for that god and i thank you so much thank you for having me uh man i really really enjoyed being with anna i am sure you felt it as well but as she was sharing i felt something new open up almost like uh, another layer of a veil being removed and just a, a, an open door for more intimacy with God. If you felt that, just grab a hold of it. Don't hesitate. The invitation is there. And I really feel that Jesus is inviting us into more with him right now. And just take the deep dive. He's leading. You don't need to be afraid. Just say yes to more connectedness. Next week, we're going to continue on with some more live interpretation, this time with two of my own dreams. Yes, I'm going to take you front to back and bring you through my interpretation of these dreams. It's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. As always, I would love to hear what you're learning on this podcast, what God is showing you, how you're growing. Please don't hesitate to send me an email or find me on social media and let me know those things. I just love to be in touch with you guys. So I will bid you adieu, and until next time, keep valuing those dreams, keep writing them down, keep trusting God for interpretation, even when you don't have it yet. And of course, happy, happy dreaming. Mm -hmm.